behind every interesting person is a great story. This is Person of Interest with Natalie Jones. In 2021, we are here. Hello, I'm Natalie Jones, your host of the Person of Interest podcast with me, Natalie Jones. I decided to start off 2021 boldly, and I have asked the chair and CEO of Hubbard Radio LLC, Miss Jenny Morris, my boss, my boss's 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 boss, to be our first guest this year. She graciously said yes, which I am not surprised of. See, in 2020, I felt like I really got to know her. She sent out weekly Friday emails to everyone in company. That means over 2,000 employees and over 50,000 different, oh, 50 different radio stations in 20 different cities and 12 different states. And she is our fearless leader. Since she has been the head of Hubbard Radio LLC, she has led the acquisition of over 27 different radio stations, and we are continuing to grow. She is known in the industry of one of the most influential women in radio and nationally as one of the most powerful people in radio. She is a third generation heir to media pioneers. Stanley E. Hubbard and Stanley S. Hubbard are her grandfather and father, and she herself has been working in media and the family business for over 30 years. When she first started out, she didn't think that she would be in media, and then her dad said in college, hey, just give it one summer at the family biz and see if you like it. And turns out, she loved it. She then started from the ground up. She worked in the promotions department at her local radio station. She went on to manage that promotions department and then manage that radio station and grow from there. When I asked her her greatest accomplishment, she said her kids. She has two kids, and one of them is even working in the family biz as well. She's very smart. She's very funny. She's extremely kind. And what I love about Ginny is that she's genuinely curious about everything around her. A real radio pro. Everybody, I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Happy 2021. It's a brand new future. And just a little context clues here. We did this interview right before the holidays in 2020, right around Christmas time. And we do talk about Poppy. Poppy is her dog that she introduced to us in her weekly emails. She adopted Poppy in 2020, and she had just been spayed right before we did this interview. We also talk of a woman named Patty, who is my boss and who Jenny knows as well. So a mutual friend of ours. Everybody, I hope you enjoy. Jenny Morris. If you want to learn any more, just look up HubbardBroadcasting.com and Google Jenny Morris and read everything you can. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure, Natalie. I must say, so this podcast I started um, for fun and podcasting is a part of media now. And um, I just like to interview people that I really want to get to know. And in 2020, I kind of feel like I know you now with your weekly emails. I truly am loving them. And now I have got to know, how is Poppy doing? Poppy's just fantastic. She's yeah. just a little sprite, a real character. Is she, um, is she dealing well with being spayed? She's just fine, and she's out of the cone. I found a, like a blow-up soft cone, so she didn't have to have a big cone of shame walking around. Nice. <laughs> you could have done I have a friend whose dog has a cone of shame right now, and so they decorated it and put lights on it for Christmas and like a bell. Oh, that poor dog. I know, I know, right? And, well, so Jenny, I wanted to talk to you like about so many things. I must say I asked um, so many people around our office here in Cincinnati, I'm at home, but around the office, and the first thing out of everybody's mouth was, not surprised at all that Jenny said yes. They were like, I would have been more surprised if she said no. <laughs> and they were like, she's the coolest girl in the world. Have so much fun. Right. 
Yeah. Well, fun is out. You know, we got to have fun. So actually speaking of fun, I wanted to ask you like right now, obviously media is crazy and you are in charge of a lot of media across the country. Do you think right now news or entertainment is more beneficial to people? Well, that is a really good question. I think uh, I personally am in desperate need for entertainment yeah. and distraction. And um, it's been a newsy year. It has. It's, it's kind of been unavoidable. Yeah. And yet I'm pretty disappointed in the news. Really? How so? I, I really think that the mainstream media has not done a good job of contextualizing COVID. Agreed. In a way that's good for the country. How do you think people are taking it as a whole? I think, I think it kind of depends. I mean, I've got pockets of friends who are totally freaked out. Don't leave their house. Mm-hmm. Don't get their groceries delivered. And more power to them. I just think it's a little unnecessary. Do you think that, we, that it's been made more political than, yeah. Same. I think it's definitely a big part of that. I think it's created a lot of chaos where everyone seems to think that their opinion about it is better than science. And no one trusts what they're hearing anymore. I think that's the. Yeah, but the whole idea that science is one thing and not kind of tension about different ideas, I think has not served us well. Now, I'd love to see a, a debate between Dr. Fauci and Dr. Atlas. Oh. They've got completely different points of view, and I think they're both really smart people. I but agree. Kind of put them in silos and say, good good doctor, bad doctor, doctor. Yeah. as opposed to letting two good doctors challenge each other's thinking to kind of get us to a, a more well-rounded place. Do you know from, I completely agree with you, and do you know from um, like how other countries are dealing with this? Is it only this chaotic in America? I have no idea. I don't either. And I feel like that's something that I, I wish I knew we could have more information about because this is a global thing, then is it, how represent, I mean, if 2020 is anything, it showed us a lot of strengths and weaknesses in America and news media specifically. Yeah. Well, your question was about, about news or entertainment. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really know what, how it, how it rolls in the other countries, but, you know, we've got this tension here because we all are freedom loving people. You know, that's a part of the magic of our country. There is no more, you know, no more free place. So it's true. So is that kind of, I'm going to try to not be political. um, Saying, you know what, actually, Jenny, um, before 2020, I would get into heated arguments all the time freely and voice my opinion about politics. My before, so I'm in radio now, obviously I'm on the, um, I'm on the afternoon show in Cincinnati. Yeah, but by background, um, it was documentary film and um, and human rights, and which is obviously very highly political and health. And so I feel like that there's a part of me that that part of me has had to be really silenced this year, especially for my job, because it's because of the tension going on. Um, you have to leave a lot up by the wayside. So I that's got to be hard for you. Yeah, how do you uh, how do you compartmentalize? Ooh. those parts of your heart head and heart Ooh, it's very hard 
I think as with managing anything, as with you know, that you have to prioritize what is most important in that moment and focus on that and capitalize and focus on your strengths and how you can make the best of that situation in that moment. And then the beauty of radio is that it's live and it's done. And once you say it, it's gone and you move on. And so you have those a minute, two minutes, 15 seconds to say something beautiful that's happening about Ariana Grande or locally, you know, and that's always easy to do. Right. Um, you, I mean, how do you, so you're in charge of so much and yeah. it's in charge of me, Natalie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well then, but that way then how do you swim through the current? as well as you do so like i decided to ask you to to sit down today because i thought like she just seems like a cool chick like i would she would she seems like somebody i would want to know and hang out with so how do you <laughs> well, that calmness while maintaining so much on that on top of your personal life you know you're a mother of two and a dog now dog mom so. yeah, that's true well my personal life ain't much to write home about except when i have the chance to spend time with my kids that's for sure well, that's wonderful. And he, I mean, I'm normally very busy socially, lots of friends and, you know, doing stuff all the time. It's really weird to sit on your couch and not be kind of out running around doing stuff, that's for sure. But how do I uh, balance it all? I don't know. I mean, I just take it a bite at a time and as it comes. And I think recognizing what we can control and what we can't is a really huge part of my peace of mind. As you've climbed your um, career ladder over the years, have you used that mentality along the way? Because did you think that, did you want, were your aspirations to be where you are now? You know, I really, uh, I really thought I'd be the mother of, a stay-at-home mother of five or six kids, so. Ah, that's what I always thought too. The only, when I was in high school, the only, really about as much thought as I gave to my future. Mm -hmm. I started working in the family business and working in the radio side of the family business and, and just really loved it. And we've had the opportunity to grow the company and that's, and, you know, get to know people like you in Cincinnati and, and across the country. And that's been wonderful. So I've, I'm, I've sort of lived my life as it's, as it comes. So, and because I'm in a family business, you know, some of those soul searching questions maybe were a little less searching for me and a little more kind of right out my front door. Do you have, what about radio really struck you? Radio as compared to television, and that's the mm -hmm. businesses that the family's in. I, I like the immediacy of it. Mm -hmm. I love the intimacy of it. And I really get a kick out of the people that it attracts. Did you ever? People that work in radio are a special breed. <laughs> we really are. I have, uh, I would say I've never had a job that I've loved or felt more at home than when Patty hired me here three years ago. I'm three like, years ago. And was that your first radio gig? I can't remember. Yes. Well, um, I lived in Telluride, Colorado before that, and I had a, um, a volunteer radio shift once a month for three hours to 2,000 people. That was, um, it's a small ski town, so there's no formalities and uh, there was no training. The only training they said was, don't spill beer on the, on the control board. Press this button. This button's on, this one's off. So I was like, okay. So was um, that a public station or what was it? It is it's actually one of the last, if not the last non-underwritten FM radio station in America. Okay. 
because they're lucky because all of the funding from the local community, they manage to donations. It's purely donation based. So amazing. Do they play music? Yeah, we can do whatever we want to, as long as it's FCC regulate, like is, as long as it stays within the guidelines. Wow. We can do whatever you want. It's pretty cool, I must say. Great. Great to know, as you know, that like this can be, that this is your, this is your life. And obviously you're like four generations in, the Hubbard family is. I'm also one of five. We're a rambunctious Catholic. Where are you in the? I'm in the middle. Where are you? Right in the middle. Yeah. Girl, boy, girl, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Same. We're girl, boy, girl, boy, boy. Two boys at the bed. But it's me and the boys pretty much. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's been um, an awesome, we're Catholic Cincinnati people, you know, so. But you were raised in Cincinnati. Yeah. And have you lived other places other than Telluride? Uh, yeah. Um, Ocracoke, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, and Los Angeles. And I was in LA and Telluride kind of between the two before I moved home three years ago. You got this job on accident. So it's been a wild ride for sure. And it's been How did Patty find you? I, I don't remember the story. Social media. There was a girl I went to high school with. I, um, I moved home because my mom was sick and um, I was home for like two months and I was doing a volunteer radio gig at a, um, for a nonprofit in town. Anyway, I posted a picture of me doing that on social media and a girl reached out from high school that I hadn't even seen since high school. And then wow. I, um, we met, we were kindred spirits from, we were both wearing Dan's coast. That's how we connected. And uh, <laughs> we've been together ever since. I don't know. It's been wonderful. But I, I wanted to ask about like just working in family businesses in general. So I, um, as well, I come from a big, and we have family businesses that we've all tried to work together on before and it has, Never gone well, not once. I mean, like, there are still a couple that work, but within, like, my family, we had, like, a restaurant for a while and some other stuff, and you got to deal with a lot, an added layer because it's family. How do you deal with those pressures, and especially being the leader in it, within it? Well, um, I think this, the key for us is uh, we each kind of have our own area of responsibility. Mm. So, like, I'm not telling my brothers and sister what to do. Okay. You know, we're, there are a lot of things that we have to kind of negotiate and be of one mind on from a corporate level. Mm -hmm. But the day-to-day -day operation of the radio company or the TV company or the media company, you know, we, we support each other and we're here if somebody needs us, but we don't getting each other's stuff if you know what I mean yeah you know you guys always that close and um well-mannered growing up oh no there was a lot of fighting of five kids in eight years for sure oh dude wow in eight years yeah we were pretty packed are you guys more spread out um no we are the first four of us were within five years and then the fifth one um was 10 years later Wow. So, and then actually my brother, my oldest, my, yeah, my older brother, he has five girls. The newest is four months. And he's just two years older than me. The newest is four months old. And the oldest is eight. Oh, All girls. I know. Oh, goodness. It's insane. Wow. Yeah, no, that's what I think. Is, I think it's wonderful. I mean, did you, do you feel the pressure of living up to the Stanley Hubbard? Do you mean, do you feel pressure being a part of the family and being in the position that you're in? You know, I mean, I, I feel pressure, 
but I don't, you know, I long ago decided I was not, it was not my father. He's far more brilliant than I will ever be. You know, I'm never going to revolutionize anything. That's not true. That's not true. Not like him, you know, not okay. like putting satellites up in the air and well, things like that. Already. Imagining satellite television and, you know, before it existed. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. Yeah, but it takes a lot of strength to not let that debilitate you at all in your thought process. Well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, my dad's super supportive, super well-rounded. You know, he's just a great guy. So, you know. Well, that's awesome. You can say that about him. And you obviously have a great relationship with him. Yeah, he's, he's great. He and my mom are both wonderful. Well, so what was your thought process then going and creating my talk, which is like female-based talk radio? Well, I mean, I, at the time when that was the only one, if it's not, if it's, is it still I'm the only one? It's pretty much the only one. Yeah. Um, at least the way we do it. And my first leadership job in radio was a traditional AM talk station with Rush Limbaugh and conservative talk. And yeah. And so, yeah, I love the way people like you can connect with listeners. Mm, okay. Um, and so to me, the music is really wonderful and it's great, but what really matters is what happens behind the microphone in the studio. And there was nothing like um, female talk or my talk available. And, and I originally envisioned it to be more newsy, maybe, mm -hmm. than what it's turned into, kind of more maybe Vanity Fair than People Magazine. Mm -hmm. but you know it that's what people responded to was the tmz people magazine fair and i think and it's easy to consume i think maybe because as we were talking about earlier the news has gotten um has taken a road that so many people are turned off to that they just don't want to hear it anymore yeah right yeah and they're, they're just people talking about their lives and having fun and you know i say it's all about Hollywood sex and shoe sales. You know? <laughs> True, but okay. So how do you think like with media now with platforms coming into each other's homes and now we're also like, I can know what your office looks like or wherever you are. And this is happening. Like the veil and mystique of media has been lifted in a way. And do you think this is good or bad for our industry? I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I, and I think when somebody's in their car and they're listening to Natalie in the afternoon, they don't really think about your beautiful Christmas tree. I, I think they just, you know, I think it's all about that connection. And mm -hmm. I don't know that this part of our segment of our, of our ex life experience is going to necessarily change that, but I haven't given it any thought. Mm. I hope it doesn't. I just, was thinking about it this week as I saw like Matthew McConaughey did something like in his bathroom or something. I was like, I don't want to know that about you. I honestly don't. Yeah. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather like this never was brought up. You know, you serve one purpose in my head. Yeah. I wanted to stay there. I get that. You know, have you been sick or anybody in your family been sick? No, we have not. We've been very lucky. We had a, a scare last week real bad and it was, my, so my mom has 
a um, debilitating neurological disease. And so she's very immune compromised and she's had a stroke and a heart attack. And uh, she was staying with me. And when I was met up with a friend very close to, I like hugged her who got sick immediately thereafter. So I thought for sure that I killed my mom there for a while. It was a rough, so as much as COVID. Yeah, that's tough. Right, well, have you? But she didn't get sick. No, she, she, she's okay. That's the closest we've really come in that, um, but it was scary as much as we wouldn't say that we can dispute COVID or nobody really knows. And when it hits home, it, it's a whole new ball game. And well, people like your mom, is she on the short list for immunization then? Mm -mm. No, I don't think so. Oh, I didn't go on that link. I know you have millions of people ahead of you. I know I do. Many, many millions. <laughs> I <do as> well. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no, she's the But will your mom's doctor get her in the queue? Do you know? I would think so. I honestly don't know. We haven't even we haven't even talked about this yet. I'm picking her up tomorrow. We're gonna make beef Wellington. Man, well, I'll ask her tomorrow. So I wanna ask you more about uh well number one, can I bring back hot tub interviews? <laughs> no, that was not a not a good idea. <laughs> I don't know how it happened safely. I'm very impressed. I have a little bit of research. Yeah. Yeah, research. Those I'll never forget. Somebody <laughs> called me, <laughs> and and the woman that did those, Barbara Carlson, she is no longer with us. She was a real character, and she would interview mostly politicians in a hot tub. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah, I didn't know that is that makes it even better. <laughs> and, and, a certain politician called me one day and said, you got to know, that hot tub needs to be cleaned. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was kind of the end of the hot tub era. Oh, my gosh. Like, ugh. Oh, but that is priceless. How in the world would you get a politician in a hot tub? That's not happening in 2020, that's for sure. No, it was, she was just this kind of bombastic, larger than life personality mm -hmm. that had a really good way of disarming people. I learned. At one point she was married to our sitting governor and had a radio show. Oh, wow. That was wild. Nice. It sounds like it. Yeah. She liked to share intimate details about him. Yeah. I'm sure that well, I'm sure your ratings were amazing. The ratings were really good. Yes. So that, that's, that was my first management job in the industry. So um, I dealt with a lot of stuff early on. Yeah. So do you like exciting? It sounds exciting. It was fun. Every day was a great adventure. <laughs> How did you manage having fun and actually managing? I don't know. It's just built within you. I guess. I don't know. It's, I mean, you have to. Mm -hmm. I think you're working with mostly professionals and people understand. Yeah. How to manage themselves in a way. Um, what has been your greatest accomplishment? Oh, my kids' weight, for sure. I've got two wonderful kids. Yeah. And she's engaged. She's engaged. She's going to be married next summer. Are you enjoying being uh, the mother of the bride? I am, and, but she's kind of doing everything. She's just kind of running with stuff, and she's a great decision maker and knows what she wants, and she's making it happen. Oh, good. Is she, um, is her job in super stress being a nurse in COVID times or whatnot? 
she's not dealing with a COVID population. She's at a children's hospital mm. in the cardiovascular intensive care unit. Oh, what a great soul. That's a whole different kind of stress. Yeah. Yeah, it's stressful. I can, yeah. It Very is. precise kinds of medicine that she's involved in. Mm. That's super high stress, but she's wonderful. And she picked a great partner and, and uh, my son Wheeler, who runs our Seattle operations now, which is yeah, that's right. He's he's in the podcasting world. This is the podcast. But he's in the podcasting world. Yeah. Are you excited to pass on have a have one of your kids in the family business? I'm very excited, and I've got a wonderful nephew and a wonderful niece who are in the business, and wow. got a whole bunch of younger nieces and nephews who don't yet know what it is that they want to do. Well, yeah. Not everybody does. Maybe maybe a lot of us really don't. You know, we yeah. just. Penny Marco called and you just changed the trajectory of your life. Right? You just go with it. How do you how do you feel the um the future of Hubbard and well in media in general and podcasting has been such a huge thing? I don't know. It seems to me that kind of the silos of printed press, TV, radio, you know, digital media, everything kind of melts. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. newspapers have video and audio and radio stations have video and text and, you know, on and on and on. It's not quite so siloed as it used to be. Do you think that's a good or a bad thing moving forward? I don't know if it's good or bad, but it is what it is. So we got to figure it out, right? You know, we're not going to change it. It's one of those things that we're not going to control. So to you- figure it out and figure out how to ride that tide is really kind of what our responsibility is. Do you think it's like, it's harder now to stand out as everything is kind of all, all to, you know, melting together? I think for sure. There's so much more available to people mm-hmm. that, it is. you know, there's a lot of noise. Lines. So what kind of media do you choose to ingest on the regular? Well, on the regular radio, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, last night I just finished the six part series, um, The Undoing with Nicole. (gasps) Have you watched that? Part of it. Part of it. I know what, I saw the last episode first. No. I know. (laughs) That was an intense experience. Wasn't it? Well, and and, uh, the storytelling and the suspense of it was. Well, especially if you don't know what happens in the end. <laughs> it's super suspenseful. Yeah. How long did it take you to finish? I started it on Saturday and I finished last night. Ah. Quick. You know, six, six episodes was pretty quick. Pretty right. Isn't it crazy now that we can say like six episodes, psh, I can do that in a couple of days. Right. When before it was like, I cannot wait for Tuesday to watch 23 minutes of television when my favorite show comes on and I can't miss any of it, you know? Uh, I just finished um, Virgin River, which I've never watched a show like that before, but it's pretty much. I'm going to write it down. Is it about virgins in a river? No, (laughs) unfortunately not. No, (laughs) it is. It is. kind of uh, a little trashy tv it's like a soap opera i've never been, right. never been into that stuff what's it on? i'm gonna say netflix okay it's two seasons. <clears throat> i watched all i started and finished the entire series in one day it was like snowing outside 
It was, no, it was just a, a Sunday. I don't know, maybe it was cold. I don't know. My mom and I woke up at like 6.30 a.m. press play. And like, oh, it's one of those where you get so into it where you're yelling at each other like, can you believe it's happening again? Oh, my God. And <laughs> well, then it, that one up. Maybe that'll be a little holiday viewing for me and the kids. Ooh, it's definitely fun and entertaining because it gets so crazy that you're like, this is just out of control. <laughs> like... Which makes it really, but you also like, it keeps you gripped. It's a soap opera, it's like a novella. You just want to keep going, you know? Right. Uh, what are your plans for Christmas? Well, um, Christmas Eve, my kids and my daughter's fiance will be over. I usually make a pot of chili and a bunch of appetizers, but normally it's a lot more people. Yeah. So it's like over the weekend we decorated cookies and it's normally I make a double batch and we only did a single batch and it's like, this is like five times more cookies than we're ever going to eat. What yeah. Do <laughs> so the kids are going to come over. I am going to, we're going to do chili and appetizers and hang out, watch TV, talk to each other. Although we do a lot of that these days, which is great. Nice. But not the sisters and the cousins and the grandparents and <clears throat> it won't be as kind of bustling as it normally is how about you your mom will be with you and yeah uh, my mom and you have kids no no just single just me hanging out you know i got a cell phone this computer and a job you know that's it well that's all you need no animals uh, my mom and my youngest brother are coming over and they're going to stay for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then we're going to my other brother's house who has all the kids to make the Wellington tomorrow. Okay, so you will see your extended family. Yeah, just well, there's still, even just with the, all of us that live, there are three of us who live in Cincinnati. With, even within that, they're like 10 of us, 10 or 12. So we'll get Good. together with them, but that's Good. about it. <clears throat> I'm glad. So I know you said that like that you guys were you were focusing on like a five year plan of media and Hubbard and then COVID happened and kind of threw everything for a loop. Uh, have you been able to go back into that five year plan at all? Do you no. have any idea? No. We're gonna kind of wait until we get into the new year and kind of right now it's it's too dramatic to say survival mode, mm -hmm. but it's kind of survival mode. Yeah, you know, it's we got to focus on the basics. Got to focus on the core of the business and um, make sure that we're delivering for our local communities and our local advertisers every day. And then we'll see what other, what additional you know layers we twenty sixty obviously, which is huge and huge in Cincinnati and emanates from Cincinnati, is a big part of our our near and long term future. Yeah, but beyond kind of what we've got on our plate right now. We're not, we're not getting extra helpings of, of uh, stuffing or anything at the moment. No dressing. Right. Let's, let's focus on what we got. Uh, um, oh, but we're, it's definitely on the list of stuff to do early in 2021 is to kind of do some imagining and thinking about things. Have you had any sort of difficulty like this in your extensive career? Have you been tested? I got to say, this is 9-11 obviously was huge, but it was kind of an event. And then we dealt with the aftermath of the event. Um, not like this, that is so kind of pervasive for so many months and so all-consuming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 
it's hard on everybody for sure. When you were younger and did you think, so did we talk about this earlier? We didn't get, we didn't like, I didn't go, we didn't go further on it. Did you think that you'd be where you are now? And what else did you want to do? I just really never thought about it. Isn't mm -hmm. that dumb? I mean, I just sort of kind of went from thing to thing and. You know what? It makes me feel hopeful because <laughs> I can say the same thing. I never really said, you know, I really want to run a radio company of this size in these markets doing mm -hmm. these things. Um, I got into it because I loved it. We were able to grow it, which has been fantastic. I like to say, yeah, my dad and my grandfather, they were great, you know, mm -hmm. revolutionize things. I just like to shop. Yeah. <laughs> By buy, buying assets, you know, mm -hmm. into the fold. Well, you have excellent taste. Excellent. Well, yes, and Cincinnati is such a great cluster, and such great people. It's really wonderful. It really is. I would say they do a great, they do a great job. It's been really, it's been really cool. I would say. Going on with that, do you think that you'll continue to acquire more radio stations? Not in the near term. Not okay. That is. You know, because you finance these the, these acquisitions, and that's where we found our rub. You know, it's just gotcha. Yeah. You, throughout all of this, so I'm not um, a business. I don't know the intricacies of that, but has it been hard being a female in your position? I know, no, I don't know anything else, so I don't. Yeah, and I've never. I've always felt really embraced and supported by the men in the industry at similar levels so mm -hmm. i got no complaints on in that regard do you think um now there's so much like to be real formal about it there's so much pressure on like women are doing this there's so much like awesomeness about it just because we're women do you think that kind of dissolves the importance of just the work that's being done i do Thanks. i do and I sort of steer clear of things that are solely focused on women. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, hold on. Well, what about what? I think if we paid less attention to our gender, everybody else would too. And, and yet, I, you know, I had lots of opportunity that most men don't have. So I, I maybe have a different perspective mm -hmm. that may or may not be accurate or appropriate, but um i think it's about the work and yeah so but with your vision with my talk and that being like your first managerial thing i mean but that's all ladies well it is but it was a market that was untapped you know and so it wasn't to me that it was because i'm a woman it was you know nobody is targeting any programming toward women that for whom maybe music isn't that important mm. you know yeah. so because there are a lot of women like that or they like a mix of both you know so it's just it's just an entertaining um escape from real life with and chock full of just really fun and interesting passionate people yeah men and women yeah um now that i know that you're you have brothers and you're a middle child as well do you, I feel like it's born in me, not because I'm a chick, but because I grew up with all my brothers and being an athlete that I just love beating boys. I just love beating my brothers at stuff when I was a kid. Do you feel like you have any of that? And I don't mean that. I bet they just spark professionally sometimes. That's just who I am. But do you ever feel that way? 
I don't with my brothers, no. Mm. I'm remembering now that you are the athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'd forgotten that piece. Oh, yeah. I did workout videos. Okay. During COVID. Yeah. Those... Okay. Those were actually were so much fun. I would say, so what are you, so I, I, when I was reflecting recently on um, uh, some great silver linings in my favorite parts of 2020, uh, those were definitely my favorite part, mostly because I started them with my mom and we got, it was something we got to do together every single day and bring her into my work world. Um, what are some of your favorite things that you've done this year? COVID? Yeah. I spent a lot more time with, time with my parents than I otherwise would have. Yeah and time alone with my parents where you know it's not a house full of people so that was really fun i got to show them a little bit of um tiger king <gasps> did you watch <laughs> my dad's like he watched one episode and then he said take me to the last episode and he watched the last episode and i said but there's so much in the middle he said I think I understand. I, oh. don't, I don't need to watch everything in the middle. How long did it take you to watch Tiger King? I watched that pretty fast myself. Yeah. And, and then with them, it was two episodes. <laughs> they collapsed the whole thing into one evening. And uh, we watched a little Miss May, Mrs. Maisel. Oh, my favorite. So that, that was good. Um, I did exercise more. Than I maybe otherwise would have been if I was traveling a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was good. Do you miss traveling? Is it a big part of your life? Well, I, I certainly don't miss the activity of travel. Mm -hmm. but I sure miss getting to the markets and talking to people and hearing what's going on at the local level in a different kind of way. I miss that desperately. Yeah. Um, but packing a bag and living out of a suitcase, I, I don't miss that. Yeah. Talk, you know what? There's no other way to get to the markets and talk to people. So. Sure. Are you? I'm hoping soon. But it also, but I, um, but it also, I guess, because now you can just zoom everybody. Are you talking to everybody else more in that sense? I'm talking to the senior leadership more in that sense, you know, but not, not talking to everybody. Because the only way to really talk to everybody is to not see anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't do that. So what is your, so what is your, what is like your day like? Are you just doing this all day? I spend a lot of time on Zoom. Yeah. I, which has, you know, I always thought, yeah, I'm never going to get plastic surgery, but then I spend my life looking at myself. Oh my God. And then I think, well, maybe. Oh my God. Stop it. Everyone, you look amazing. You have no wrinkles. Oh, and I got a lot of wrinkles. Mm -mm. No, not at all. You know what? I must say, um, for similar reasons, because we had to start doing so many videos in 2020, but now I do like bronzer and like self tanner. I was always against that stuff, but now I do it. Which one do you use? Because I could use one. Really? I'll have to send you some. So there's a woman in town. Are you familiar with the company Pure Romance? Nope. So they make adult toys and also it's more of like a female it's a female run industry um this woman patty she started from the ground up but they also make a lot of like skincare products and lubes and stuff i got she gave me a gift care she gave me, she's been on the podcast as well and she gave me a uh, a care package 
and um, it had a lot of self-tanner in it. So now that's what I use. Okay. I Is it the fun. kind where you put it on and it and there's not a tint to it and then it kind yeah. of grows? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's kind of, I think that's how all self-tanners are. I don't know, I've never been in the tanning world before, but there's a whole market for it if you are looking for new things to tap. If anything, actually, I just really wanted to get to know you and say, like, you make it all sound so easy. It doesn't always feel easy, you know, yeah. but it is what it is. You know, we all have a job to do, and I think it's got to be a lot easier than cracking a mic every day. No, we all have our talents. Yeah, that would be really hard for me. I don't even like hearing myself on an answering machine. You know? <laughs> Back in the day when we had those things, you know. Right. You get you get really used to it. I must say, this job I was um, somewhat of a private person, kind of not really. Before I got this job, it took me months to listen to myself and all the first photo shoots. Patty has them five times a year. She did before here. I didn't look at the first pictures or post any of them for like two. I mean, it was really hard for me as well. I don't. I think some people, I'll never get used to it. Some people just love it. And I just like, don't. It's always a hassle. Like I have to take another picture of myself. Like who cares? Oh my God. Uh -huh. I'm like more bronzer. So maybe that's it. We'll get you some bronzer. And then you'll, and then you'll. Maybe I'd get a date then. Maybe you'll love it. <gasps> have you been, do you date? Not right now. I mean, no, I've not been on a date for about two and a half years. I just started dating in quarantine like a month ago. I spent the money on match.com and I posted one photo because I also was just like, I can't do this. So I like took a picture and posted it immediately. And I've been on a couple dates and it is just like, it's interesting in COVID. I think COVID makes it better because it gives you an excuse to like not actually touch anyone. So that whole thing is, and you have to stay. So you're just like, Yes, a lot of that pressure's off. Like, I'll be over here. Uh, but it has been hilarious. I would recommend, if you're looking for something to do to keep you busy, then just start dating. There's just as many people out there who want to talk, you know, who are in the same position as you. So that's been reassuring. All right. Well, maybe in 2021. It's been a hilarious thing. You know, my stepdad is 67, and his girlfriend is 84. And they are... Match made in heaven. They met this summer and they can't get enough of each other. We went, she lives in DC, in Georgetown. We went and visited her and she is like, at any age, at any age, you never know. So um, I should be looking 25 years younger than me. I was. <laughs> Did I get that right? Your stepfather is 64 and his girlfriend is. 67, 84. 84. Oh my God. She's a spunky 84-year-old. I think I have a lot of energy as a human being in general, and she tired me out. But she's, uh, you know, about it. I'm just saying, I think if you, I think um, Match.com is a good place to start. Jenny, if you want me to start you a Tinder account, I can do that as well. That's okay. <laughs> All right, you just keep me posted on You have my email now, so you just okay. let me know if you want anything about that. Well, how do you, you guys know? make your beef Wellington? Pardon? How do you make your beef Wellington? I have no idea. It's not a clue. That's ah. pastry around the tenderloin, right? Yes. Did you, did your mom, did you guys have family dinners growing up? Yeah, but never beef Wellington. Well, nor have us, nor have we, but my mom did make extravagant meals growing up and fed us like escargot, which makes us sound fancy. We are not fancy, but um, 
like when we were kids, just experiment things. And this is something that um, with all of us now are into cooking. And so she, um, my brother asked if, he, if she could teach him how to cook it. So that's what she's gonna do. Wonderful. And I don't know, I bought the puff pastry, I dropped it off, that's my contribution. I don't know. I'm also, hold on, what? I said perfect. Well, and also they don't know this yet, but I, I prom I pledged to raise $500, which isn't that bad, you know, for, um, for the Salvation Army. So I'm just gonna go there and be like, by the way, we're also gonna do a live broadcast and try to raise money while we're making the Wellington. So I'm gonna just see how that, I think that'll be a really great heartwarming thing. Yeah. In it. Right, how are you gonna connect to people to do that? Facebook Live and Instagram Live. And I'm going to use two different sources and do on the queues, Facebook Live, and then on my personal Instagram Live, and then just put up my Venmo. And there's a local legend in Cincinnati, Jim Scott. He's been on air for like 45 years here. Like my dad is in his 60s and remembers Jim being on when he was a kid. And we have met recently and have become pals. And so he asked me to raise money. So I'm going to do it and see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you making on Christmas? Uh, chili and appetizers. Like oh, so you said, what kind of chili? The, uh, it's a chicken chili. Wow. And lettuce wraps and shrimp and these uh, sriracha bacon wrapped chicken bites. Oh, that sounds good. I throw in some veggies in there somewhere. Do you guys have um, Christmas? Like, what is a Christmas tradition of your families? That's pretty much it. Mm. We don't have a lot of. You know, the kids will open gifts on Christmas morning. And, you know. Did you stop? Did you buy? Do you get less gifts for your kids now that they're grown? Obvious. No, I get more expensive gifts now that they're <laughs> I asked them to send me links of things that they wishing they could afford for themselves. And yeah. Uh, uh, nice. So when I won't ask you what kind of things, but if you want to share one. Well, my daughter wanted new Ugg boots. Oh. Uh, and my son uh, wanted a new wetsuit. Oh, is he surfing in Seattle? Kiteboarder. Oh, no way. Dude, you know what's so cool? So I lived in an, um, on an island in North Carolina and then um, the small town of Telluride. And they do kiteboarding and windboarding now, snowboarding on like planes of grass. Like, wow. Yeah, you can go up on like plateaus and like on the valley, so there'll be like elk around. Picture this, this is super serene. You're like out um, on the mesa and you can see herds of elk. I think they're called herds, right? And then you can just like kiteboard amongst them. Like it's the coolest thing in the world. Wow, did you do it? Um, I never did, no. I moved before, before, you know, when I was there, I was working so much that I didn't spend as much time on my hobbies. I kind of, I wish I could go back and do it differently. But I had like 20 jobs and volunteered all the time. And like, I, I was just always working, you know. But I did get uh, to ski and snowboard a lot. So that was great, though. Wonderful. Oh, cool. Well, well, nice to spend time with you, Natalie. Jenny, this has been amazing. So nice to meet you. So nice to spend time with you. And I, I hope you, the Beef Wellington is outstanding and that you raise even more money than you intend and that you all have a wonderful holiday. Hey. Thank you very much. And same to you. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
If you want to learn more about Jenny Morris, you can Google Jenny Morris and, like I said, read everything you can about her. Also, look up HubbardBroadcasting.com. If you want to know more about the Hubbard legacy, you can look up Stanley S. Hubbard and Stanley E. Hubbard. Again, those are her father and grandfather. And then if you like this podcast, like, subscribe, leave a review if you can. If you have any questions, email me at Natalie at WKRQ.com. And I'm on Instagram at, at Nat Jones. That's N-A-T-J-O-O-O-N-E-S. I'm on Twitter and Facebook as well. And... And I hope you have a great day, babes. I'll talk to you soon. This has been Person of Interest with Natalie Jones. 